Good morning, everybody. Lee Brower here, and welcome to this week's edition of Meaningful Monday. I am glad to be here. I'm grateful to be here. May I share something very personal with you? We're very blessed as a family to have new, two new additions coming into our family this next year. Two brand new grandbabies. Two little daughters. One from Carly that's living in Arizona. She's doing a couple of weeks. Fingers crossed. Everything's going great. Second one, Natalie. She and her husband, Dixon, have been working so hard to get a baby, and now they're halfway through their pregnancy, and they're due in May. We're so excited for the arrival of little Sloan. She's already named it. So we've got Sawyer and Sloan. And so Sawyer is Carly's baby. So last Tuesday, last Tuesday, Natalie and Dixon get news that little Sloan is living with spina bifida. And that means that the spine is growing outside of the, outside of the body. Typically, the treatment is to wait until the child's born, immediately do surgery. The risky outcome is that in all likelihood, they may not be able to walk unassisted during their life. It's also that there may be some jammies because of the fluids that collect in the brain. They've given her another option, and the other option is to do something that's rather new and unique and hasn't been done that much, and that is to do the surgery in utero now. And to put that spine back in the baby now and line things up so that it'd be a healthier baby. And they've had great success with the few times that they've done this. And there's only a couple of places that you can have this kind of surgery done. And the very best, as we understand it, and our research shows us, is from a doctor that's in Houston. That would mean Natalie would have to move to Houston, spend the next four, four or five months there, have the surgery on February 2nd. They will go in and open up both the mother and the baby and repair the baby. And then they have to be sedated for 10 days to be completely still. Now, we got the news on Tuesday. You can imagine the sadness and the devastation as a family we wept for because we want everything to be lovely because of our comparison and expectations of what we were hoping for. But then when we realized the blessing that this child is already starting to bring, our mood started to change a little bit. And Natalie who's the leader of this, she stepped up and she talked to me this next day, the day after, and she said, you know, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude to God, to my Heavenly Father, for the love and the trust that He has in me to be able to take care of this little baby Sloan, that He loves me that much. I thought, wow, the lessons we learn from our children. I'm so grateful for her. And I'm grateful for her attitude and the way she looks at things. You know, when you think about it, we all think that the quality of life is, is determined by the quality of our positive experiences. But is it? Is it really? I think it's the quality of our negative experiences and how we deal with them that determines the quality of our lives. And as we learn to deal with the negative experiences and have those experiences then we are able to appreciate, we're able to recognize, receive, and enjoy all of the blessings that God has in store for us. Prayers are accepted. We know how powerful prayers are. Thank you for your thoughts in advance and your prayers in advance. We'll keep you posted as we go along. And thank you for this thought. I'm grateful for this moment to be able to think through and really understand the power that comes from negative experiences. And how gratitude helps eliminate fear. How gratitude allows us to deal with sadness and tribulation. How gratitude strengthens our love. How gratitude is a chief component of courage. Enjoy this week. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye.